so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Marseille View. It's been a while. There's been four games, I think, since we last recorded. Um, it's been a busy period because, well, well, we'll get into the details of that towards the end when we, we explain um, with Alex all of the planning that went into to quite a few of us from London attending the Tottenham game, but that did take quite a lot of time before and after the game logistically. So um, that, that means that we weren't able to record, but it's the international break. So we do have time to record. And tonight I've got Alex joining. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Happy to to be back on on the pod. A um, lot to to talk about. It's been a bit of a uh, you know good start of the season, but a bit of a roller coaster in terms of the actual uh, uh, you know output on the pitch. So it'll be very interesting to talk about that. Indeed, indeed. And Julia, how are you, buddy? Uh, hi guys. Hi everyone. Um, yeah, great. Uh, it's the same. Delighted to to finally uh, to finally be back and uh, and uh, looking forward. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's good. It's the international break. We've got time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will we will try and get back to a more regular schedule, but um, I think we've all been busy. I mean, I was traveling quite a bit, so um, I wasn't available to record. Steph was on holiday as well. But anyway, here we are. And it's going to be a bit different tonight, um, purely because we've got a lot to cover. But the way we're going to do it, so for, for the listeners, we're going to, I've sort of separated it out between Liga as its own topic. So, some detail about the results and the games, but but just a few general points that I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the guys I'm gonna debate about, and then we'll do the European coverage, which was the two games obviously in Champions League against Tottenham and Frankfurt, um, and at the end, because Alex and I were there and and I, I was organising the thing from from a sort of leadership thing for the the United Kingdom Massey group. Alex can give his experience as someone who did nothing and just had to pay for the ticket and have a good time. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's, it's yeah, it's just maybe maybe it'd be useful for, for some of you guys to hear about some of the logistics, um, how we pulled it off because it was it was quite quite an achievement in the end what we managed to do and everybody was happy and that's the most important thing. But that's the format. So we'll start with Liga. Since we last recorded, which was just before the Tottenham game, we beat Uxell that weekend. And then we then played Tottenham, which we'll cover in, in the next chapter. But we, we in Liga, we then um, beat Lille at the Vélodrome 2-1. And then we drew with Rennes last weekend. Um, I mean, it's you know, all in all, um, pretty fair results. I think against Lille, we, we were pretty good. Um, we, we, we were under pressure early in the game and they, and they scored the first goal, but we were able to come back, thankfully, thanks to, to some good coaching and, and some really good, a really good performances from um, Arit and, and Sanchez, notably I picked up on in that game. Sunday, it felt like a bit of, you know, a bit of fatigue. Everybody was sort of um, slow motion. I mean, Ren, Ren had a really good first half and put us under pressure. 
and scored the first goal. We found an equaliser for Gendouzi, who was who was my man of the match. I think that you know, he never stopped fighting, even though he looked a little bit jaded. Um, but I, I guess the, the the themes are um, the, the the first theme I want to ask you guys about, and we'll start with you, Julien. Is um, is it you know the, I mean Lille we won, but it wasn't comfortable, and then we saw the limitations where even though we made a few substitutions, we just weren't able to to, to to find the breakthrough is it in your opinion do you think it's limitation of the system or do you think that maybe in terms of turnover and coaching and substitutions we could have found a way to to, to win that game more oh yeah well um i guess we could have won the hand game like like in the end it was it was quite an even game um in the sense that uh well uh Ren kind of scored on a fluke, but they had they had also some some good opportunities that that they just couldn't finish. So so you know they had other opportunities than their goal. Uh, and then in the second half we were better for a while, like we started very well, and then again fatigue clearly like showed up. I remember well like towards the end of the towards at least the last 20 minutes maybe, like really sounded like the guys were were out of out of gas, you know and. My main feeling, I guess, uh, globally was like, yeah, maybe the break came on, a, on at the right moment. Like I had this bit, you know, a bit of this sort of anti-climax feeling. Like last time we had the the pod, we were all uh, all quite hyped. I, I was maybe a bit, a bit, um, still a bit reserved on on a, few, on a few things, but but um, then after the Tottenham game and the, the way things went, I was like, okay, right, now we are gonna see really what are we made of. Because harder, harder game, harder game started. We started to play twice a week. We started to know how, also, you know, for your question, like about the rotation, uh, how is Tudor is going to play with the rotation, and uh, especially with with the two, uh, you know, the two Pistons guys, like because they they're gonna need their rest. And I think he's been a bit um, a bit wary of uh, of 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 you know using the other options like uh, Cola maybe or Cabore and etc. And and in the end, they look quite tired to me, especially, uh, especially, um, f- um, sorry, not Klos, um, yeah. well, Klos, especially Klos, who's, yeah, who's, yeah, who's, um, he's worryingly, I'm, I'm watching, yeah, I'm watching the mm-hmm. Franz game and he's on the pitch and I'm, I'm praying that he substitutes him at half time. Yeah, 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 but, definitely, definitely. but he, he's the one, I mean, Tavares, he's, he's looked good, um, yeah. I'll agree with you, but they both, yeah, as you say, the, the, the problem yeah. is that the, the limit, the, the turnover options are limited. Yeah. For, so, for, so, sorry, for I, that I, didn't really, I didn't really understand, uh, sorry, I didn't really answer your question, but to, to, to try to sum it up a bit, maybe uh, towards your, your question, I would say, yep. yeah, a bit of everything, maybe, uh, also, it's still a bit early to judge, really, the, is it, is the limitations, like, you know, is, is, uh, are the players still learning, uh, the, the, the tactics of, uh, of the coach, or is the coach Still learning his job or is a bit of everything you know or just a bit of you know um but um maybe you know it depends if you want to look at a bit positive or a bit negative if you want to be a bit negative i would say i'm i'm, I'm a bit afraid we might have already seen some of the limits of some of the players we might talk about that later and of the coach also and also his experience his real level and his real experience i hope not i hope i'm wrong i hope it's just uh, you know coincidental but, no, but personally, it, it, personally, I'm not really optimistic, personally. 
Yeah, I mean, this, the, 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 you've opened the door for the next topic. We'll get Alex's views on the question, but I guess that's the, that's sort of the next question I was going to ask you guys. And, and bear in mind, we're, we're focusing purely on Ligue 1 at, at this part I'll now. But, that, yeah. but, um, but I agree with you. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it feeds very well into the next segment. But, but Alex, do, do you have anything to add to Julien? For you, is it... Uh, and, and yeah, Ren, I mean, this question is slightly specific to Ren, you know, maybe with some, some earlier substitutions or some better substitutions... Um, or, or maybe a different starting lineup with some fresher players, we could have we could have snatched a victory. But I guess it's it, for you. Could 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 we have done more, or are we are we as Junior started to highlight, are we actually seeing some some of the starts of the limitations that this squad and this tactic has? Yeah, and no, I, th- I think I think as as Junior said, they start to see uh, some lif- different like you know black marks on on few things. F- first, I would say about the league, that I still think that we have the the squad uh, and the talent and the the physical power to finish top three, regardless of you know some kind of limitation on the tactic or even uh, uh, how fresh the player would be you know bearing few key injuries i think we have the squad finished top 3 in, in la liga um not quite enough in the champions league but that'll be for for later but i think yeah the different you know the different there's some different question marks so first tactically if you think um you know against Lille, we started with uh, Kolasinac on 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 the left uh, wing back and Balerdi on the left of the back three and you can see straight away that it would be difficult like, even looking at the lineup and i was wondering you know obviously the coaches wanted to to try the different option and get get uh, Nuno rested uh but w- w- we could see straight away that, that without Nuno um we have the player don't work well in in that sense. Like Kolasinac is not really a, a wing back anymore, and Balerdi on the side is just catastrophic. Um, and, and I think because I, I guess of, just to, just to, just to add, Alex, before you do that, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, we we assume everybody that listens watches the game, but I mean, yeah, the the Balerdi thing is unlucky because the referee was on a fucking mission to fuck us over against Lille. I mean, we we went about it, and I'm the first person to say we can't hide behind the referees and stuff, but. For fuck's sake, I mean, he booked Bellardi for the first file of the game. And obviously, Tudor, you know, he justified it. He said, yeah, I took him off because I, I, I feared that he'd get unjustly sent off. But, but he, he, he didn't help. take him out because of that. He didn't take him that, like... And, and, and he, he wasn't having a good game. But I agree with you. Is that what, what you said at the beginning, which was maybe he experimented a bit. I hope he's learned the lesson that Bellardi can only play as the, as the sweeper in this system. He can't play on one of the sides. Exactly. And that's where you see the kind of limitation of, of you know, the squad we have. As I say, I think it will be enough for Ligue 1, but we don't really have a replacement for Nuno, uh, at least at this moment. Maybe we'll try close in some game and then you could put Cabore on the other side or something like that. But at the moment, we don't really have a substitute for Nuno. And and when we need to rest him, because the guy won't be able to play 60 games, right? Especially at this level, like running up and down and nonstop. Um, we have a real problem there, and and we got found out uh, found out in in the first 30 minutes. It was it was quite difficult to watch. But then in that game, what we found it what straight away um, uh, um, Tudor changed that and he put Nuno back in, which I think was the right decision. But on on the plus side, what he found is. Uh, the kind of you know front three which I think would 
play uh, quite a lot uh, going forward because they're direct, they're quick, they're technical, which is Arit, uh, Under, and um, and Alexis Sanchez on, on, on you know up front. And I think these three could be the future for us offensively in the games that we really need to create. So w- we did find that in that game, and we did, did find the resources and the energy to to fight back and win. Um, and then the game, uh, the game against Ren, um I think it was quite interesting as well. So he put Genduzi in as one of the uh, front three, which means that a team that will uh, be a lot more dynamic and would press really hard. And it kind of became a game of of back and forth with Ren, like every team trying to go kind of as fast as possible. Um, but what worried me on in in this game is the lack of control we had, and I think. To some extent, we should have a bit more control at home, even against a team like La Reine. And La Reine, they, they pressed us really hard and we just couldn't get the ball out. And it's something that will be an issue in the big games this season. And I don't think, especially after the, the season we've seen with Sampaoli, I, I don't think Tudor has the kind of skills as a coach to really develop that kind of, you know, build up and, and a bit more control on the game. Maybe it's not even what he wants to do. But I think in some of the key games, it, it could be problematic. So, so that's one thing on on you know the tactical side where I have, I have some kind of questions um, on the physique and the squad. There's some key roles, especially on these wing backs and especially on the left side with Nino, where if you get an injury there, I think it, it could be problematic. And then on the the overall technique and 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 ball skills of the player. Um, I think up front we have some talent. We have we have the right player with some, you know, different combination of of players. We we, we have up front it can work, especially we have, we have a really good bench. Uh, but then the same thing. If at some point we want to control the game a little bit more, the the defenders we have and the two defensive midfielders, which are Rongier and Vertu, all of them together in the build up. If you're pressed, you know, there's a lot of question marks. So I think we're we're a good team. I believe will be top three in Liga, but I think this team currently has a bit of a ceiling, and you know, which as we've seen in the Champions League, really. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll get to Champions League in a bit, but I agree, we're already seeing it in Liga. Um, I don't really have much to add to what you guys have said, really, and it's it's the luxury of being in the presenter where I, I can get you guys to talk. Um, <laughs> but but you've you've said everything I would have said anyway. But um, it's always better when it comes from two other people and not one person going on a monologue. But um, that's you know what I've scribbled down on, on my on my notebook because we do prepare these podcasts, believe it or not. There's a minimum of preparation <laughs> that goes into it. Um, you've you've sort of highlighted two of the of the controversial, well, one of the the, the controversial topics, and I say controversial, maybe not, maybe we'll all be in agreement. But personally, I haven't seen enough from Vertu yet um, to to be impressed. I. I I, I did, when we when we did the podcast with Steph and we had um, our friend from the 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 Syria podcast who's a Roma fan who, who came on to to tell us about him, um, you know we've seen him play in Liga we've seen him play in Syria, um, I, I I wasn't really convinced by his role his profile for this sort of system and and he sort of highlighted highlighted that to to Steph and I in terms of why he fell out of favour at Roma with with this double pivot midfield with Mourinho that he wasn't compatible for in Mourinho's eyes. But I'm sort of, I don't see what he adds, right? Rongier is a busybody. He runs around a lot. He recovers the ball. We've seen limitations more in Europe than in Ligue 1 in terms of 
his ability to, to progress with the ball and, and pass it forward decisively. He, he doesn't lose the ball. He doesn't give it away. But Vertu was, was shocking against Rennes in the first half. I think he, he, he had um, less than 60% pass completion rate in the first half. Um, yes, he got the assist for, for, for Gendouzi from the corner in the second half. But I guess one of one of the, the things that I'm I'm the most um preoccupied about is that is that duo in midfield. Um because maybe maybe it was wrongly I was expecting Vertu to be a bit more of an enforcer like Rongier, but he doesn't get stuck in, in tackles very much. Um he, he's got good positional awareness, but he doesn't really get stuck in and, and, and recover many balls as, as Rongier does. But um, yeah, I think I think if that was the, the the one thing that I'm I would take away from this early start of the season is I'm not convinced by what I've seen so far from that duo. Um, not only in the Champions League games, but in Liga, I think that that uh, you know Gendouzi being there as the engine is is going to be in, important for, for for the tactic. But um, the problem is you don't really have any other profile because Jesson maybe he could step back a bit and play there. If he if he got used to it and he was trained, I mean he played in that position when we signed him from uh, from Flamengo, but we used him. Um, Sampoli used him higher up on the pitch. But I guess, what do you guys think? Do you think that we should persist with this and it will come good, or or are you also like me wondering, um, can we can we maybe try, try a different duo, whether that's Rongier Gendouzi or Gay Rongier, if Gay starts starts fucking trying to actually play proper football. Um, Julien, what do you think? Yeah, like, yeah, I think it's it's possible to say that so far uh, Vertu is, has been a disappointment. Um, there's been on the on the social networks, there's been uh, some people have already like you know been I don't know if you can say in English, but like you know descending him in flames or something like that, like really being yeah, but super, writing him off, writing yeah, him off like being English, super yeah. aggressive. I guess be, this being linked with with all the the blah 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 scandals linked to his uh, the fact and so that some people were not you know didn't consider him welcome extra is this having an uh, an impact on him also like mentally because so far he, i would say he, one of the things he, he seems like uh, lacking a bit of character um and is that uh, is that just a feat i'm not a, a specialist of uh, of seria myself of vertu i haven't seen him play enough in seria to really be able to say like is he as he's as he always been like that, like just liking a bit of character and 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 you know like liking uh liking just uh, you know quite quite many things, or is it just a phase that he has to find his foot, and also like um has to to deal with the fact that now people are saying to say uh, when you think that this guy is the biggest uh the biggest wage at the moment in the club, which I'm which I'm not sure, but yeah, he's top three or top four at the moment, but yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, and uh, eleven, did we really pay eleven millions for that and? Etc. And also, true, he's not really adding up much to Rongier when they, when they, so far, when they work together. Um, he, he looks a bit like what, like a bit like the, the, the a bit less good, uh, b- you know, twin brother of Rongier. And you go like, uh, yeah, 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 you I, know, I think like that's, cousin, that's... you know, uh, Rongier cousin, uh, but a bit less good. And you go, yeah, well, no point, you know. And personally, I, 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 I guess the junior, I think just we to, haven't seen anything of him because uh, I, I was just going to say just yeah. just to add because you're comparing the two it, it, that that's a parallel I was thinking about this afternoon is it reminds me I mean 
I'm not comparing the talent of the players or something. I'm just comparing the, the profiles of the players. It reminds me a bit of remember when a Schutman arrives and, and the two left footed players, him and Gustavo, and they seem to be getting in each other's way, you know, the same sort of profile, which wasn't necessarily super defensive, it was more deep lying playmaker profile, but they mm. it just didn't click, they didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. I'm 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 getting the same impressions that, that, that yeah, yeah, as yeah, you yeah. say, Julien, yeah. they're too similar. Rongier and yeah. Bertou, they're too similar. Yeah. But uh, and also personally, like I haven't checked uh, any stats or anything, but this sort of, of feeling I've had also about Rongier is he's been also he's, I, I don't think he's been very good lately. Like he's been he's been all, always the same good old Rongier, like working very hard and running around a lot. And 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 but on quite many games, especially in Europe, uh, we know we are in Ligue 1, but you know like a bit lost on the pitch, running everywhere, but sometimes a bit aimlessly. You know, they, they're just not decisive. That's that's the, yeah, the thing, I guess. Decisive. Is um, yeah. remember, and remember, Sanson, Sanson was the same. It, it, it's yeah. just they're good players. They're capable of having a good game, but they, they neither of them. I mean, Roger, we already knew this, and that's not what I expect from him. I respect. I, I expect him to to be the the person who recovers the balls and who who starts the counter attacks, but. But I guess it's a bit like, you know, they're not decisive. You won't see them, you'll very rarely see either of them do something decisive, whether it's, you know, pick a perfect free ball for someone on a counter-attack or, or take a shot from the edge of the area. That's yeah. that's that's my worry, is that we've lost, compared to last year with Gendouzi and Jason, um, we've lost a bit of that that decisiveness and those goals and those assists coming from those positions. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we 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 are a bit unfair on Vertu to be honest. Um, mm. I've seen him play and I focused on him because he, he impressed me in the first 15 minutes he did the uh, the first game of the season, and and I, I, I really like he, he looked a bit like a Rongier, tiny bit less dynamic but a, a very good at pressing. And I could see the quality of his pass and the quality of his ball to break line and, you know, some quality of his through ball. And I've seen now the first few games of the season. And now it's true that over the last two, the, the last two weeks, um, I think he's been OK against Tottenham, to be fair. And the last three games, he hasn't been very good at all. So a, a guy like this, I, I, I could see that he has better passing skill than Rongier, but he's not doing it at the moment. I think they are both really knackered. Um, I think they both have played all the games, pretty much 90 minutes non-stop. Um, or maybe it's the, the contre-coup from changing league and season, or I, I don't know. I, I, th- I think they're tired. Now, are they what we need, That that you know, the, these two together? Is it what we need going forward in terms of profile? I'm not quite sure. They're not extremely good in the build-up. Um, they're not extremely attacking, even if I think that uh, Rongier is very dynamic. He can go anywhere, but he's not quite decisive. And I think Vertu can have some really good passes, but they're not they're not like Gendouzi or uh, or Gerson. Um, so I think what what will happen is hopefully they will they will come back, especially. Uh, I mean, you know, they're not going to play much with the French team. Rongier will not even be selected. Vertu has been selected, but he's not going to play much, I reckon. So hopefully with that World Cup and so on, they'll, be, they, they'll come back fresh for the second part of the season. And I think what will happen, is we will rotate, uh, depend on the kind of uh, style of the team, where we put either Gendouzi in one of the 10 roles, and then you have Rongier Vertu in a really aggressive team, really pressing high. Or you put... I guess Rongier plus Kenduzi in a double pivot, and then you can put like a under or a, or a, a Arit up front if you want something more attacking with a bit more skills where you you should dominate the game a bit more. So I, I think it would be kind of flexible and it gives a bit of option to to Tudor. 
And I, I believe it's, it's true the last two weeks haven't been quite quite like that. It's been it's been it's been really tough for him. But I, I believe there too are some skills which could be interesting for our team. Yeah, I, I guess so. It was this the debate. I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think maybe uh, a lot of, of the, the the public opinion has been a bit harsh on him. I'm I'm you know I'm critical of him, but I, I, maybe it's because I, I had wrong expectations because I thought he had a different profile. Maybe, maybe as well we don't know. As you say, maybe it's it's deliberate from Tudor. The instruction is you guys are there to to disrupt the play of the the you know the opposition. And and your 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 objective number one is to pass it out to your wing backs or to or to whoever's in front of you in the in those two number ten roles and yeah. let them do the magic. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess what we'll, we'll see as the as the, the season advances and unfolds. If that uh, if that's the 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 orders from uh, from Tudor, it, we are, our game is going to be very very stale or real typical though. Exactly, and I think that's the problem we've seen recently because yeah. even someone like Valerdi. This is perfect. This was this was the last topic I was going to ask you about, and you've you've guessed <laughs> it. And, and I'll let you run with it. Go for it. It's exactly that because when you see we have some players who are. I think are, are, are good on the ball and good at passing someone like Balerdi. I think uh, uh, Vertu is good on the ball because I've seen him, I'm, I focused on him on the first few games and I, I could see he's got some skills on passing through to break the lines. And also we have players like Payet, we have players like um, uh, Gerson, who we know they're good on the ball. But for some reason, the passing game hasn't been good over the last few weeks. Now, what I think will happen is exactly what you said, Julien, is people have seen the way we played. It's quite easy to, to understand. We play everything with the wing backs and then we try to be very direct, uh, especially Alexi in that kind of pivot and the kind of movement around him. I mean, it's very easy to decipher and very easy to block. So the fact that uh, or, or part of the reason why Balerdi is having some shit passing in the build-up, Vertu having some shit passing in the build-up, um, Payet is finding it difficult to link with anyone. I think a, a big part of it is because we are so easy to read, and, and that becomes a, another question on, on the tactical level of of Tudor. And I have my questions, especially you know, coming out from a season where we see Sampaoli, which he had his limitation in, in the final third of the pitch, but you know, in terms of passing and rotation of the players and understanding of who was where, the kind of flow, it, it, it was quite amazing in some games. And and it was difficult to read for read. the opponent, right? Had to read Yeah, exactly. Had to read for us as well. <laughs> yeah, but it had, uh, it was hard to read for us too. But 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 I was I, I said that a few times in the pod last year. I said, yeah, but if myself, you know, nobody in football, I, I don't understand. But I still think that if it's even if it's hard for us to understand, it must be hard for the opposition too, and that's yeah. Interesting, you know, the only very few teams were able to 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 block and stop our possession game, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. One, one of the things that the, yeah, one of the things that Sampoli did as well. I mean, um, you know, and, and I mean, it's again, it's just an aparté, but we'll see. I'm I'm waiting for Tudor. Like you guys, you know, I've 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 seen some good things, but I've also seen some potential red flags. But but we will only see that as we go along, and and maybe the the will just be, you know, with the technical quality that a lot of these players have, like Tavares is proving that he has so far. Sanchez is is fuck me, you know, look at the level of the guy, like he barely takes. I I think I've seen him take three bad touches or make three bad decisions since he's arrived. The guy's on another level tech, technically. 
Um, but but we, we, yeah, we are we are reliant and hopeful, and and we have to have a bit of luck that these guys all stay in in this form for the for for, for as as long as possible in the season. But I guess compared to San Paulo, you know, remember uh, a notable example that I remember from last year is, you know, we lost at home to Lens because they they fucking. Uh, somehow they found the key to, to beat us at the Villadrome and we just couldn't handle them. And it, and, and San pa- I remember San Paoli saying after the game, it was like, fair play to Lens, they completely nullified us and they, they had the perfect formula and they took their chances and scored all three of them. Um, but then he was also, you know, before the game, the return leg where we went to Lens and we, we for me, that was one of our best performances last year. We, we scored them. He'd obviously done his own work, but he adapted and he made a few tweaks to the way we, we were in the build-up and, and the lineup as well. And I guess, yeah, the question mark with Chidor is, is regardless of the opponent or whatever, but if the, if a trend develops where, imagine, you know, if I was an opponent, I'd, I'd take the first half against Rennes and I'd be like, look look at how Rennes completely nullified the threat of the wing-backs, um, which forced Marseille to be over-reliant on the vertu rongier pair that, that didn't give satisfaction in that game. That's what I'm curious about. Is is so, if the trend develops? Yeah, if tre- if a trend develops and an opposition, this becomes a regular thing where not only at home but away they nullify that threat, which I'm fully expecting. I'd be surprised if if teams didn't start increasingly nullifying the wing back threat. Um, that's 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 the big question mark about Trudor Is uh, yes, yeah, can he adapt? But just just to end on the Liga topic, and um, you know, because it's the international break and we've we've played what eight games. Um, I guess the, the final question is, yes, we've, we've discussed the limitation, we've discussed the good things, but um, are, 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 you, are we happy? Are we happy with, with um, not only the, the, the return in terms of the points, because we've had the best ever start in OM history to, to a Ligue 1 season? Um, yes, there are limitations, stuff, but um, I guess the, the question to you guys is forget, forget the limitations, forget the red flags, how, are the positives you've seen and some of the, the, the good things that we've seen in, in notably in, in the play, um, are you happy so far? Um, I, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, go for it, Alex, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Um, I, I think in terms of Liga, I'm happy compared to, you know, when you consider all the changes that we've been through this summer, Changes of style, changes of coach, changing half of the squad, changing everything. Um, I, I think we can only be happy. Um, uh, I believe this squad has the technical and physical capabilities to finish top three in this league. I'm not saying it would be easy, but when you look at our bench, I think there's only Monaco really matches. Okay, Rennes and Lyon are also a factor. But I think I think we we will have enough in terms of, of talent and, and physical ability to to make a difference. Um, now I think we are limited, tech, uh, you know, tactically, and I think that will show. So we will have some find some solution. But overall, you can only be happy. You you know that it's going to be a season when we we score a lot of points. You know that we will be um you know it'll be tight until the end. No doubt about that. And we just two points behind PSG. So. You know, in the grand scheme of things, we can only be happy, even if there's some question mark on, you know, the tactic and if we have a, a couple of injuries on, on key players. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm, I would say, personally, I would say, yeah, rather happy, rather content. But um, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I really buy this, uh, this best 
best run ever, like best start to the season, because we've almost had the easiest run of games possible. Like, and we've and been lucky in some ever. games. Yeah, and we've been lucky in some games, and and then then we have like the the harder harder game. Uh, no, arguably like ran at home and we don't win it, so. I don't know. I don't know if it's a sign of uh, or anything, but and also what I found a bit worrying is the fact that the, the like we were we were super worried beef, uh, you know, because of the of the off season and the preseason, and then we started very well. So there was a big 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 sense of relief and etc. and of optimism, but then quite fast we started to to play, you know, like much less. Uh, uh, you, know, you know like comfortably uh, and uh, because of europe and etc so um, so i don't know it's still a bit personally i still a bit blurry uh can we achieve top three yes also because we have to realize that liga is a shit league i'm not gonna <laughs> say farmers league because uh yes but it's a shit league uh yesterday i was listening to a football podcast about a guy who's made statistics about the french success in uh in european in, in europe all considered and if you take of paris uh in the last uh, four years uh not a single french team has won a single european game against clubs from countries ranked six to ten in the european charts so i'm talking about what is six to ten that's like portugal uh holland uh, belgium you know, we have not won a single game against these teams. Is that true? Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, except from Paris. Yeah, I was very surprised by the stats. I in in the Champions League or any? Because Greece must be there. In every in every game, every game. And I must say that I didn't check the stats, but I with my head I start to think, and I was like, yeah, that's true. And, you know, like <laughs> uh, last year we couldn't win the um, the team from Netherlands. We couldn't win the team from Italy. We couldn't win, uh, 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 you know, etc. And yeah. you know, like like the the real level of of the French league, if you, if you take away Paris, is like is a bit worse than is worse than Portugal and is worse than Holland, uh, definitely. And we struggle against uh, French team struggles against team from Romania. We we have uh, over the last thirty years we have a negative, um, we have a neg- we Romanian teams have won more games than us in the you know in in match outs. It's this was absolutely scary to listen. This, this thing. So all, all that to say that can we finish top three? Yes, because the opposition. Oh crap! You know, I mean, like, it's, it's like Nice. Nice are, nice are awful. Uh, Lyon, you don't really know how it's gonna happen. Rennes, yes, but man. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, in Paris. Yeah, we yeah. had this. Uh, we had this debate. I mean, Julien, maybe we, we should add this to the, the UK OM WhatsApp group. But there's there's loads of messages. But you're welcome to join. But but Steph actually raised this the other day, didn't he, Alex? It was like uh, consistency, right? And and you know, I think you and I replied to him, and we're like, the point is though that that over the last 18 months, OM has been pretty consistent, which is which is you know, given our recent history, is 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 a, a <laughs> surprise. But yeah. but I guess it's for for all of the the things we've just discussed, which is yeah, we we are heavily reliant on all of our players being at the top of their form for the for for the, the run of results to to continue and for us to get victories. And the, and and that means that even if the system gets gets found out, if Tavares is capable of dribbling free plays and and shooting and scoring, or if Sanchez out of nowhere can can shoot and score, or Jackson can find some magic and that stuff then you still make the differences but but as much as we say that about OM that is particularly true about Lyon 
which have a, a, a you know worse squad overall than us. So they're heavily reliant on their starting eleven being fit the Top whole season. Rennes is the same. Rennes have a, have a bit of a bench, but they have different yeah, profiles. Where it's a bit more athletic, um, yeah. but they are they are you know you could tell. Uh, I mean. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons, for example, on on Sunday, I think that that we weren't able to 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 go all out attack was because the threat of Le Romagère coming off the bench, um, mm. he tore us to shreds at the end of last season when we went to Rennes and lost there. So Rennes have some quality, but but uh, the the depth is not as qualitative as ours. Monaco, uh, you know, they haven't really got going, and and I I don't think their manager will they be there very be long because whatever. I think in the end of Monaco, we, uh, Monaco will be there in top three. Be, I, yeah, I think so I as well. I think so. But but I guess you know that leaves but, uh, one one consistent that challenger. That one that leaves right. one consistent challenger of all these exactly. teams. Exactly. We just Lyon, need Lyon, to Lyon, be Nice consistent. and the others. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, just need and, to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, and just and just just to finish on that subject for my part, just to to say that. And all the questions we have about about lineup, about tactics, about uh, some limitations, and about like consistency and etc. Uh, all our all our opponents, uh, all our all the other contenders, there is at least as many questions around their coaches. Exactly. Apart, apart, apart from their, apart from PSG, yeah, apart from PSG, PSG, everyone yeah, else, huge question marks about everyone. I consider else. them as contenders, uh, you know. But, I, mean, but I don't know, I don't even know why I mentioned them. They're, they're fucking yeah, they're yeah, untouchable. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, they might lose. You never know. <laughs> and but sorry, I just want to say, I I I want to see the post World Cup thing because. I think they're gonna be they're gonna totally lose motivation after World Cup. A lot of these players who are now like trying hard, and the whole thing might explode in the the whole dressing room. <laughs> next drama explodes. So I don't know. We can I, only hope. We can yeah, only pray. Yeah. It's worth it's worth trying to you know not to, to uh, that that we are at the at the Ooh. winter break, not too far behind Paris. If you're not, you know, if we're like <laughs> three, five points behind, because after we we, we all want know. to believe, we all want to believe. Uh, yeah, of course. You know? Let's yeah. just wait and see. Let's yeah, not exactly. even, it's about you know, no, no, it's no a long point. shot. Of course, it's but, but Alex, I, wrap it up, wrap it up, go for it. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I totally uh, agree with you guys, and it's exactly what we're seeing in the chat. It's like I, I really believe we'll be top three, but it's not because we're amazing. It's just because you just need to be consistent, and we'll be consistent, I believe, just because we have good players on the bench, better players on the bench than pretty much all the other teams. And that's it. But now, do we say, are we playing a, you know, a great level of football? Do we have the right quality in the squad for you know, higher level Champions League that we're going to talk just after? No, we're not a really good team. We're good enough for Liga to finish top three. And that's already a lot for us. We'll be happy with that. But Liga is, is uh, as Julian said, very average. And I spent a bit of time watching the Portuguese league last year and I said to the chat, I said the top three in Portugal would finish top four in France. The three Portuguese team would have been second, third and fourth last year. No doubt. They play better football. We create players in France that we're going to sell. We don't create teams. While in Portugal, they create teams and that's why they got better results. In Portugal, in Holland, in, in Belgium, they don't just create players who are physical and fast and so on. They do create teams and it's something we're lacking in France. Braga, Braga has a, has a better, uh, in the last five years, Braga has a better uh, well, they, they result us. in Europe. Wait, wait, yep. I'll finish on that. Has a better result in Europe than any French team, more UEFA points than any French team apart from Paris, with a 50, with a 45 million, something like 40, 45 
million euros budget. That that gives you. Yeah. But Alex, Alex has just explained and justified the reason why. And, and again, just to finish on this is, you know, yes, we can we can laugh at OM and we're the first people to take the piss out of ourselves, which is fucking our <laughs> records abysmal in the Champions League. But but look at fucking nods lost three nil at home to fucking Carabag last week, right? In the Conference League, and it's like you look, you, oh no, the Europa League. Um, and it's like you look at this and you go. You know, yeah, we we all think it's great, and that the, you know some of these French teams, um, and I'm sure their fans are happy when they do qualify somehow by winning the Cup or something for European competition. But but over the last ten years, fucking Saint-Étienne have been humiliated everywhere in Europe. Fucking even Bordeaux, we know the, the the decline that Bordeaux have been on, but they've they've shut themselves everywhere. Um, there's been lots of these teams who've who've, who've qualified for Europe, and and I wouldn't say not taking it seriously, but they realise the gulf in level between Ligue 1 and Europe. Um, and it's uh, compared to, to, as you say, Julien, the, the Bagas of this world and, um, and and some of the smaller clubs from other countries, even even fucking, um, you know, second tier Spanish clubs that, that, that go into, into the Europa League or, or whatever. They regularly fucking win it. Um, so that's, that's because we have to play on Sunday in the French League. That's the thing, but um, but that's that that closes. The, uh, oh my God, we cannot play twice. Uh, we cannot exactly. Play twice a week. <laughs> but that closes that that chaps yeah, on Liga. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's move on to we Europe. We have a Liga one day. Well, well, uh, you know, Jeremy um regularly does it. Maybe feel free to to message him and join him, uh, guys. I've I've joined Jeremy's uh, Liga podcast oh, yeah, a few true. times. True, true, true. Really, really good coverage. Is uh, yeah, when, yeah, you know, we left Jess. Yeah. yeah, but um, I guess let's move on and it'll be briefer. But Europe. And, and you know, again, I'm thinking back to the last time we recorded where we were discussing the draw and, and Alex and I, well, all of us, I think we were guardedly optimistic, but we were all reminding everyone, guys, you know, yes, it may be an easy draw on paper, but look at how shit we've been. Um, you know, let's not take anything for granted. You know. um, and, and, and here we are. Here we are. Right. Two defeats. Um, Tottenham. Um, we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail on, on Tottenham later, but you know we lost two 0 Frankly, we were very, very good in the first half, from what I remember. I was, I was, I was not too drunk because I was busy doing the organisation <laughs> during the day, so I did, I did catch a fair bit of the first, the, the, well, the game and, and, and analysed it and watched the highlights and stuff. Um, the sending off changes everything. I still don't think we would have pushed for the win, but I think at eleven against eleven, we would have held on. Possibly at best for a draw, or maybe conceded very late and luckily. But um, we looked good, and and that was the main thing. Remember, we were saying, which was we don't want to look like virgins and get raped by the rest of Europe, like we do, like we did the last time, by playing kids and not showing character and not showing initiative. But I feel we performed well against Tottenham in the first half, and then against Frankfurt. Um, how many te- how many times, guys, have we seen this scenario where? You know, you go into it, they'd lost 3-0 away to uh, home to Lisbon in the first game and then Lisbon beat Spurs. So Lisbon currently topped the group with six points. Spurs is second with three points. Um, drawn with, leveled with Frankfurt, but ahead on goal difference. And we're, we're bottom with zero points and, and three goals conceded and very little, very few chances created. And I guess is it, you know, the, the yeah, the, the number one question is, are you surprised? Personally, no. Um, this, this, you know, it's this, it's a loem them, as we say too often. Is we, we just know, we just know. You knew oh, within man. 20 minutes of that Frankfurt game, I just knew that it was either going to be a nil-nil, frustrating nil-nil draw, or we were going to get punished by a more disciplined, experienced um, European, you know, European travelled team, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I, uh, 
yeah, I guess Julien, you know, how, do you feel the same? Are you frustrated <sighs> like me, but but not surprised? Yeah, I'm, uh, after yeah, as you said, like after five ten minutes, I was like, oh, here we go, it's one of these nights. Like, I don't know what happens in the head of our players uh, in these games because there was clearly also some definitely like mental mental blocks. Of course, the opposition is is stronger than than your um, token French league. That that's that's for sure. Uh, but some but um, Frankfurt were by no means impressive. Uh, especially they had uh, four or five players missing, uh, I think, like uh, regulars. And uh, yeah, like, I don't know, it's sort of, I don't remember, it's been already a while and I tried to, so I somehow tried to forget about this game, but to erase it from my memory. But but yeah, like something, I don't know what get into the heads of the player. Is is even the Velodrome having a negative effect in this, in this, in, in this, in these circumstances when they're so stressed, when they, when they, like, they're really panicked is the word like we we, we concede on a on a blunder from Rongier mostly and like a, you know a f- football school error like a bad control if i remember in a in a dangerous zone and 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 you know they profit from that and uh, and then like almost no reaction of course at, uh, after the hour after the hour um um Tudor changed three players, like basically all our, all our top three, uh, Gerson Payet and uh, Alexis Sanchez. I, I guess in my way, Alexis should have stayed a little bit more on the pitch, but because uh, Gerson and Payet, yeah, I understand. But anyway, like it brought something, some sort of electroshock, but there was no more. Uh, but uh, it was Luis, uh, Luis Sanchez in the in the front and he missed a sitter almost. Uh, so even the few chances we had, we missed them like that. And... I don't know. I was really, I was really depressed after that game. I was and a bit, I was a bit, you know, I was a bit angry at 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 the guys. I was angry at the players. Like, I, and you know, Vertu after the the whole um, after the game, yeah, we gave everything on the pitch and yeah, yeah. no man, you you did not give everything. You certainly did not. Yeah, it's very very disappointing. Uh, I, I guess you know, game, like as Alex has said. As Alexa said yeah. in the in the in the last pod, like it's gonna be this home game against Frankfurt is gonna be crucial, and we just you know we blew it totally. No, we bottled it. We bottled it, and I guess that's but but you know there's that's one way of reacting. And yeah, obviously we're we're all pissed off at those declarations by by some of the players, which was sometimes it doesn't go your way and shit. But no, um, yeah, you could be pissed off, but but you, there's also another way to to look at it is potentially it's like shit. If you really feel that was your best, you don't fucking well. You can't, we can't say you don't belong here because OM's got a fucking abysmal record recently in, in Champions League. So you can't say that any player who's who's crazy enough to join the club and and and, and you know try and try and do something in Champions League for us. But but for Vertu certainly, it's like mate, look, you, you're used. You played you played Europe almost every year since you've been in Italy, Roma and Fiorentina, and it's like. Dude, come on! You can't come out and say that. It's a home game. It's the first home game with fans in the Champions League for for almost ten fucking years. You can't you can't be auto satisfied like that. You can't settle for that, man. I I think what he's tried to say is him and Rongier gave everything trying to cover for the two up front, Payet and Gerson not doing not doing much of the work. And and I think Vertu and Rongier did give everything they had in the tank, even if it's. You, you know, it wasn't enough, but uh, I, I do understand where he's coming from. Um, my, my, my view of, of, of the Champions League is, first we went to Tottenham and we put a really compact team. So basically, 
we put two tens, which is Genduzi and Gerson, who are more like six. And they just press hard. We wanted to stay compact and keep the ball and play really high. So we'd be, you know, far away from, uh, you know, from from Tottenham, you know, scoring a goal. And, and it worked quite well in the first half. A lot of control, uh, a lot of effort, very compact. The problem is we, we've decided... On both games, to play really high up the pitch. That's how the team was built, and that's what we want to do. Now, you know, in terms of the overall uh, team experience, technical abilities, and so on, there will be two, three balls a game, especially at Champions League level, where you're going to be in a very difficult situation. And on these two balls, well, you had the, uh, you know, a red card on uh, Mbemba against Tottenham, which, you know, changed totally the game. And, and then you had these kind of balls as well against, um, against Frankfurt. And, you know, this, this score on, on, on one of these, uh, uh, opportunities where we were so high up the pitch that the defenders were a bit on their own. And, and they struggled when it's it started to be a bit messy. So, I think we need to realize that we, we do not have the skills to play so high up the pitch. It's not something that um, well, we, we, we're good enough for that defensively when it's, when it's you know, you have to play some one-on-ones against the best, some of the best players in Europe. We're just not good enough. And, and I think that, that was second- going to be my, just, uh, that was going to be my add on Alex was, um, you know, yeah, it works in Ligue 1 because yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're often, there's only three or four teams that you're going to face Every yeah. season in Ligue 1 that, that are going to have players of the quality that you're going to face in the Champions League. But I, I 100% agree with you is that you can't, yeah, if, if we didn't know by now, we do, you definitely know. And I hope the players know and the coach knows is that the quality you're going to come up against in the Champions League. And, and it, it happens, right? And and you could argue that, that Frankfurt deserves the score. But let's be honest, over, overall, the game... Um, you know, Paul Lopez made three good saves. They could have scored two or three more totally. goals. But, but, it, but, but, but the, the, the lesson, as it always is in the Champions League, you make one mistake, you are punished. You are punished because of the quality of the opposition. And that's the, that's the harsh, yet again, another fucking reminder of how far OM are from, from competing at this level until we participate regularly and players like Roger and, and other players like Gendouzi get experience of playing this quality of opposition consistently. And I think we've we've been sure of in in the passing game. So when you look at the game against uh, Frankfurt, um, Frankfurt and Frankfurt had a lot of injuries. They had to change a lot of their players. They're not as good. That, that team, especially on on that day, were not as good as the one that won the Europa League. Uh, you know, months months earlier. Um, but their passing was good, was sharp, especially on counters. As soon as, you know, we pressed really high. As soon as we had one or two guys a bit late on, on pressing, I, I remember clearly a few times, Close was a bit late on his guy. As soon as you are one or a couple, couple of uh, meters late, there were the, the, the passing movement, boom, 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 boom. And straight away, you had Colomani, their, their, their striker, being pretty much one-on-one, or at least in position to shoot. So... I do understand the idea of, yeah, you, you press really high and that's how you suffocate team. But at this level, at Champions League level, even on a team like Frankfurt, I'm not even talking Real Madrid and so on. If it's not to the point pretty much for 90 minutes, you're going to get fucked. And we do not have the team right now or the experience or, 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 or the kind of stamina, especially when you put like Payet and Gerson at number 10. 
we don't have the team to press so high up the pitch to counter the kind of level of, or, or technical level that we're going to play against. So I, I think that's a real issue. And I think Tudor will have to rethink a little bit his way of playing this big game. And we'll have the same problem against um, uh, Sporting Portugal because they are really good technically. So it'll be interesting to see where we play. Are we going to press that high, try to suffocate them again, get counter a couple of times and we're going to lose again? Or are we going to be a bit more safe, a bit more control, a bit lower on the pitch, but hopefully, and that's the third part that I want to bring, we can find some solution now, so solution that we found against Tottenham, when you saw in the second half, as soon as Under and um, Arit came on the pitch together, they created the, the only chance we are doing the game. It was, you know, in, in you know at the end of the, of the game, but Under had a one-on-one against the keeper because it was him and Arit together. And then same thing against Frankfurt, who really started to turn the game around. When up front, we had Harit and Under, uh, who created differences and chances for Luis Suarez. So I think maybe for the game, which is the, the next level, you know, Champions League level, we need to be a bit safer with our defense, play a bit lower, maybe not press as high or at least it shouldn't be the plan for the entire game because we can't sustain that at this level. But then we have the technical ability and the quickness and the speed between our wing backs and these two tens and the techniques of Alexis Sanchez. I think we can hurt opponents. So I'm really looking forward to see what we're going to do against Sporting Portugal. I think we have weapons to to compete. I think we've been a bit too naive over the first two games. So uh, let's see if we can, you know, uh, learn a bit our lesson and, and step up. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add. Uh, Julia, I don't know if you do. No, not really. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Alex. And it's like, no, my um, kind of philosophy and I, I maybe the, the team should look at it is almost like take every game, uh, you know, as they come and learn, mm. learn from them and, you know, if after if things go better, if after game five or game six, if we have still anything to play for on, for uh, before game six, if we have still a chance to finish third, let's say, I'll take I'll take that. For, That's all I want. Yeah, That's yeah, all I want. And I, I, so far, I take that. I take. Let's try to have uh, something to play for till the end. That's all I'm asking from. from but but for me, who, who has to learn the most, and I'll be very honest, it's it's Tudor because I think. I think exactly. when you when you yeah, saw the yeah, lineup yeah. against Frank when you saw the lineup against Frankfurt when we saw Payen Gerson, I was like, what 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 are we going to do there? You, you know straight away like, you're playing with like, my ah, name. You want to see Payen? There, you know, almost I thought like, I want to see. I mean, no, but it was, it, it was almost yeah, but it was almost no, but he'd said he'd said the um you know he'd come out and said it didn't he? He was like, oh, t- I said to Payet he didn't yeah. play. Yeah, he didn't play because I wanted to to save him for the Champions League, whatever. And I mean, whatever you you do your turnover however you want, but. But clearly, man, it was just it was just naive because yeah. the level of energy you're going to see from any any Champions League opponent, whether pot three, pot four, doesn't fucking matter because th- those are the games where every player on on any team is is showing showcasing themselves for Talk for potential this. career move or or you know whatever. This is this is the pinnacle for many of these players, and they're going to give their all and they're going to give the energy and they're going to fucking tackle and run twice as hard. Mm. And and but, it was naive uh, 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 to, to, to put such a lineup and assume that we were going to have the majority of the possession and not and be di- dictating the play. That was naive from Tudor. It, it it's like naive. we were trying to do. So, sorry, it's like we're trying to do Sampaoli. We're putting a Sampaoli lineup 
without playing with all the Sampaoli build-up and rotation and so on. So, but, but we put two guys, two tens, who are there to, to, to control the ball. But you, we didn't have the ball. We didn't have the time to have the ball. The game is too fast. He went up and down, and he, he, they're not the kind of player for, for that kind of football. Maybe you can put one, but then next to him you need to put a Ganduzi to, you know, to, to put the pressure, to run up and down, to be there, to, you know, to, to, to bring that kind of uh, will to win and uh, aggressiveness that you need at this level. But I think Tudor totally messed up on, on his plan with his game. And, and, Against Tottenham, I would say I understand totally what he tried to do in the first half. And I think the plan was kind of working. So, But it's just being so high up the pitch, knowing that their son and Harry Kane, and I can't even remember the fast guy they have. And uh, at some point, you thought at some point a problem would happen. And it's just, just what happened as well. So maybe we were a bit too high up the pitch. But I, I think who has to learn the most from this Champions League game, for me so far, is Tudor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but a, a, a part of me cannot, uh, I might be totally off, uh, you know, but a part of me cannot really um, exclude the, the options that he kind of made his choice uh, to, to you know, made his preference on Liga. And, you know, because we've seen, it's surprising that he, that he doesn't really like... It's a good like, question. It's yeah, a good he question. He doesn't really like Payet. We know he doesn't like Payet much. You know, uh, there's no, he played, he, he had almost no game time at all. You know, it's very strange. That suddenly he, you know, he puts him in the starting eleven for for the big game, while yeah. he didn't have any minutes before. It's 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 strange. You can explain it by how the games went and na 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 na, but still. I, 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 even Gerson, even Gerson, he's he's not exactly, uh, he's not the most Tudor compatible player. And it, then, it's a catch twenty two for for all of yeah, these players, exactly. though, Jude, because because them, it's. And then he puts yeah. them in the starting eleven. On that day, and a part of in, in a game against like, the, the is, highest, uh, is, is he giving us something, or is he also giving giving them something a bit like? So yes, you yeah. two think you're the big guys. You two think you you two think you're the big players, right? Because I think there's some attitude things behind that. So, no, but it's not. It's not. It's terrible. Really he's got. He's got to manage the egos. Yeah, but he does. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, oh, you, you, you're the big players. There. Okay. No, but it's also you know. Yeah. I say you don't day. play this game. You play the next game, and this fine. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. all of that, but I guess it's. He lost the game by trying to manage the egos. I think he was yeah. too poor with Jefferson and, and Payet that he, he felt he really had to play them. Otherwise, you know, they would explode. Um, especially knowing that the others, um, uh, um, Arit and Under and so on, they, they play the full and uh, 90 minutes against Lille and so on. I think he, he, he felt he, he had to put them in. Um, and I guess, that's just a guess, I think he thought with that team, at least we would be able to keep a draw coming to the 60th minute or 55th minute. And then you put a fresher um, uh, mm-hmm. Arit and Under to win the game. Problem is, in the Champions League, yes, you can't have a, a, a bad half at some point. <laughs> you get found out and yeah. the game is very yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, I, I, I agree. Sorry, he lost that game because he tried to manage the egos t- totally. But he doesn't have a choice, and it's it's a catch with it. And, and and it's the paradox, right? Is the uh, Jason and Payet? We saw it with Jason. Why did Jason come good um, towards you know sort of November December last year? Because with rhythm, and he got used to Ligue 1, and he started he started you know not stopped 
realizing that the pace and the, and, and the the physicality of Liga, because in the first few games he was you know he was doing the Jason he was protecting his ball too much and he was waiting for the foul and it wasn't given and get frustrated but then eventually it clicks and he started being more direct and simplifying but that came from rhythm and Payet has always been like that even you know five six years ago he's always been a player that, that beyond all of the ego bullshit and and the reasons I fucking hate the the individual as a player he's he's a diesel he needs four or five um, starts in a row to find his peak, um, you know, sort of sharpness and, and physical level yeah, to, to be able to, to carry on. And the problem is he's 36, and the problem is we've, we've proven that we are better without him. And, and finally, you know, and uh, but but it's just the way it, it is. We still need him, and we I hope that he will still bring some things when we do give him give him game time. But yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm not expecting him. I'm not expecting it because he's you know he's got the other difficulty of not having consistent game time and, and not having the rhythm. And with his age, it's even more difficult. But. Um, I think we've covered everything, and, and this is this is the conclusion so get far. Like at 99 goals, and is that haunting? Ah, uh, that would be yeah, maybe as well. Every time he's like, and Payet is looking for his hundred. Nah, he'll get he'll get a and penalty. Someone will give him a penalty. <laughs> nah, someone will give him a penalty. We know this, you. But I hope so. I, I hope guess so. I guess just um just to 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 wrap up a little bit and finish off. I'm I'm, I'm not going to sort of open the floor, but it's just to, to highlight again, uh, yet again. Uh, fucking crowd troubles. Um, we'll, 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 we'll elaborate on what happened at Tottenham, and, and I'll do it now. It's you know we worked the game with, with Alex, and um, all of the all of the, the the signs are pointing towards OM not getting a heavy sanction and potentially just a fine and no no ban from travelling to away games for now, due to the fact that the, the footage has been reviewed and it was. Uh, I mean, I, I I know what happened because I wasn't far from when it when it kicked off. It was. Uh, the CU 84 had invited some of the old firm West Ham because they're friends and they kicked off. And then also, you know, if you review the footage, UEFA apparently will conclude that Tottenham were the ones throwing the bottles at OM and OM were just defending themselves and, and reacting and whatever. Uh, but but Frankfurt, I mean, you know, not not wanting to elaborate because we don't have time and all the, all the situation in the city and um, I was just thinking maybe on Monday or Tuesday we could do a, a shorter episode covering some of the news things because Longoria as well as, as there's been a few articles about uh, the mentality of the staff at the club and stuff. We could maybe do that. But but I guess, you know, Frankfurt, there were incidents. We were already on the sursis. Uh There's a strong possibility we'll get either a fucking, you know, reduced capacity at the at very least or probably reclaw against sporting. And that's unfortunate. Um, we hate to see it. You, 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 you know, you can you can laugh about it. We do laugh about it, joke about it. It's like ici c'est Marseille. You don't give a fuck about it, Marseille. But um, it, it is going to be quite handicapping for, for everybody, not only the club financially and the players not having the support in, in the stadium, but it's just uh, we all know that it's, it's getting worse everywhere in Europe um, since since the, the end of COVID. And it's just a shame that, that Marseille are making the headlines for the, for the wrong reasons. But um, that, that's just a little aparté, and we can we can maybe elaborate that on a, on a shorter episode next week. Um, I guess we'll just finish off, guys, a quick five minutes. Um, I mean, Alex and, and, and you and I, we were there, and, and just the way that for anybody who's listening, whether you're wherever you are in the world or wherever you know you're listening to us from, um, if you want to go to a Marseille game and you need tickets and you want to go in the Virage or you want to experience it or whatever, reach out to us in DM. Um, and we'll, we'll help you because we, we now have contacts as part of the, the United Kingdom Marseille fan groups that we have in, in, in the UK. But 
um, we were able to get 170 tickets for, for 170 fucking people to go to Tottenham. And it was brilliant. I mean, the whole day, you know, um, I'll just do a brief resume, Alex, and you can you can add when I'm done. But, um, you know, we got the tickets on the Tuesday night, distributed a fair, fair amount of them. And then we all met up in a pub on the Wednesday. French TV saw that we were organising it. So they, they came and interviewed a few of us. You may or may not have seen the clips on social media, just go on the, on the UK of Marseille um, uh, Twitter page and Instagram and stuff. But, um, you know, thanks thanks again to Callum, who, who's a member. And I, 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 we should actually get Callum to join us when we record these. Um, but he, he managed to get Joe Bolton to come to the pub and the game with us, which was fucking brilliant. I mean, that was amazing. It, it was it was great. The guy, you know, he was when, when he messaged him, he responded within 10 minutes saying, oh, my God. Yeah. Can I bring my son? I'd love to join you. Um, and, you know, it's always one of those. I'm not someone who gets starstruck anymore, but it was like, you know, Joe, you're with us. If, if it gets too much and, you know, and people are harassing you and shit, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll sort of create a little protective bubble around you and stuff. But he loved it, man. Like, fair play to him. He came, he had like 10, 15 pints during the day. Uh, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but, but but no, but what I mean to say is he he joined us as a fan, not as a, as a footballer. And he he lived it the way we do. And, and full credit and thanks again to him. And, and how many other clubs can say that they have ex-players that the the, the 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 club that they played for has left such a mark on them and the fans have left such a good impression on them that they want to be a part of it and experience it? So thanks again. Um, you know, we went to the pub. We then had to 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 leave the pub to join the the main cortege and we walked up all of um uh, sort of uh, Seven Sisters Road to, to the Tottenham ground in the cortege with Fumi singing. Really good atmosphere. There weren't too many incidents, thankfully. Uh, we all got in the stadium. Um, great atmosphere. The stadium's amazing. We had a great view. We all had a good time. And um, you know, over to you, Alex, in a sec. But just just as one of the people who helped organise it, it was just you know a feeling of pride and, and just happiness that you know we've been watching games in the bars for for three or four years altogether, and we got the chance to finally see you know Marseille in in, in the European game in the UK, and it couldn't have gone better. And I'm just so happy that everybody had a great time and. Um, there were unfortunately a few, a few, a couple of people who who, who had problems after the game, um, and, and hope they, they're, they're doing all right. Nothing major, but, but a couple of muggings and stuff, sadly. But that, that that's always a risk when you go to to a foreign city in in Europe. But um, overall, you know, really happy we did it, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, exactly, and uh, thank you very much, uh, Ben, just for organising everything. You, you, nice. and it's not just me you, and Albon, everybody you else. And yeah, a, yeah and, and, and a group of uh, I don't know, five, six of you have done so yes. much work to make sure that everybody would get tickets, and there was um, a, a lot of people who were just like dying to come, and um, it was amazing. It was a great afternoon. Um, we loved it. Loved the atmosphere. Um, loved the singing. The OM fan didn't stop singing pretty much from, from the start to the end. And even the Tottenham fan, they just keep looking at us and try to taunt us because they were a bit jealous of the kind of atmosphere and energy that we were bringing to the game. And yeah, sadly, as you say, as soon as Tottenham score a goal, I think a lot of bottles were thrown at us. But um, th- thankfully, we're not not too many too many issues um apart from that but you you could see the the relief from the Tottenham fan because they were once really stressed about the game but also they were they were you know 
jealous about the atmosphere that, that we were bringing. And it, it was great to see the, the old Marseille uh, community, the away fans, away atmosphere. Um, it was just a great experience. So hopefully we'll qualify again in the Champions League uh, next year and put another big team somewhere and, and do it again. No, uh, no, forget next year. You know, I want to get further in, in the Europa in in the, in the group and go, <laughs> go to the Europa League and play another English team. Hopefully, you know, that'd be epic. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's just great. And thanks again to the the South winners who who you know kindly oh, helped us coordinate the tickets and stuff. Yeah, Scottish mate, Celtic Park. Maybe, maybe Rangers or Celtic. I would love to go to Celtic Park. I've never been. It's one of it's on my bucket list. But um, it it, it just goes to show, and and you know, it's. Anything's possible with OM. It's a big family. Everybody was really nice. We, we helped. You know, we said, guys, if you help us with the tickets, we paid the money and stuff. It's like I ended up, I had two two of the lads who travelled from France who couldn't go back. And I was like, guys, you can stay at my place. And there was a, a couple of other people in the group that, that, that accommodated a few a few guys from France too. But, you know, l'OM is in grande famille. OM is a big family. Um, we really felt that on the day. It was great atmosphere, and and you know the groups they they said to us all they're like guys you know we gave you the tip it, tickets and we were they, it's not that they were skeptical but they were like you know are, are you sure it's all OM fans and they're going to sing and and they said to us the next day they're like mate every single guy that we saw from your group was 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 singing the loudest and and you bought Joey Barton <laughs> so um, it just goes to show what you can achieve if you get a bit organised and and you know you, you you try and do things properly and 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 you just create the atmosphere and. and I can't wait to do it again, but um, yeah, I, I just hope that, that it's good, and especially for for the other OM um, international fan groups. Interesting to have organised properly and sorry, man. Organised properly and Joey Barton in the same sentence, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I interrupted. No, it was uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Uh, you know what he was? He, yeah, Callum was warning me. He's like, yeah, he'll probably he'll probably end up getting smashed and being on the bender. But no, he was he's just such a nice guy. He must have yeah, he must yeah, have stopped. He, yeah, I'm sure. Mate, he he must have stopped for six hundred selfies during the day, like. Yeah. And every time, like, uh, my safe fan was like, Joey, Joey, can we have a selfie and stuff? And they were like, cool. And then they gave him a beer and he was happy. So, um, it was it was just a perfect day. Can't wait to do it again. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show, guys, that, that anybody who's listening, if, if you want to go to Marseille or you want to join us in, in for an away game, whether it's in the UK or any other uh, European country that, that Marseille go to to play a European game, there, there are many Marseille fan clubs in, in in other European cities, so we can we can help you coordinate and, and and everything and travel and accommodation and tickets. Don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. But I guess we'll end it on the positive note that yeah, it went well. Sad, it's a shame about the result, but but happy with the experience. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll try and do another short episode, maybe to cover some of the news topics, etc., early next week. But um, guys, thanks for joining me as always. Um, and thanks Thank to you. everybody who listens to us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>